Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 That's what I'm talking about. A little Rob Halford Christmas, everybody. Happy uh, Merry Christmas Eve. Is that how you say it? That's uh, from the album Celestial. Rob Halford did a couple of years ago, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Uh, It is Christmas Eve. Are you around the Christmas tree right now? Are you waiting for Santa? It's a a magical time of year, isn't it? We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, It's... Christmas Eve was always one of those uh, holidays for me growing up as a kid where my mom would rush us to bed. Uh, she would be wrapping presents late into the night. Sometimes she'd get it st- stuff done early. I, I could remember sneaking down into the basement and looking for certain things because we used to keep the uh, the tree in the basement. Then we started moving it up to the first floor. I don't know why we did that. We had it in the basement. I don't remember why. But anyway, um, I remember we always used to open our Christmas presents uh, in the basement. I do remember that. Um, but it it was always a fun time of year. Now it's sort of, you know, my kid already got his Christmas present. I got a couple of things for him. I mean, he's, you know, he's in his twenties. It's, you know, the allure when you have a kid and you're, you're talking about Christmas for the first couple of years with him, you know, he or she, and that, that excitement, once the magic sort of goes away, they don't believe in Santa anymore. Um, I'm not saying it's a lesser of a holiday. It's just different. That's all it is. But I hope everybody is having a uh, a great Christmas Eve. We got Christmas Day tomorrow. We got the end of the year next week, um, and we move on to 2024, and we'll see what happens there. Anyway, let us dive in to some beer news. We do have a guest that's going to join us on the program. All right, off to some beer news here. Um, Back in November, the founders of Epic Brewing gave over the running of the day-to-day responsibilities to West Coast Ventures and Resources. Co-founders Stephanie uh, Epic and uh, Todd Warshaw decided they wanted to do other things. But as of last Sunday, the tap room at Epic's Vista headquarters is closed as they reassess the space. In addition, their lead brewer, Nathan Stevens, has left the company back in October. You recall last year, I was out at their Point Loma location uh, and spoke with, um, oh my goodness, now why am I, the, the beer guy, she beer goddess, and I can't remember, uh, I hate I hate doing these things early in the morning and not being completely prepared. Anyway, um, so here's the deal with Epic. They shut down their Prospect Street location in La Jolla, and it looks like the only place that's still open is their Point Loma location, which I've been to, and it's beautiful. It's right on the waterfront. Um, I was there last November. Monday through Friday, noon to 9 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. is the hours there. Uh, That's according to Brandon Hernandez, who does an amazing job 
with San Diego Beer News. If you want to get all the info on San Diego Beer, San Diego Beer News. Brandon does a, an amazing job of curating all this stuff because there's a lot that goes on in San Diego. Um, the uh, West Coast Ventures and Resources is also in the process of searching for sites in which to establish additional epic tasting rooms with an emphasis on North County and areas near downtown San Diego, increasing the company's physical presence throughout the county and expanding the company's distribution footprint to include new territories and states, our primary goals for 2024. <clears throat> I know that I read somewhere that they eventually want to uh, distribute in New York because the uh, co-founder, Stephanie Epic, the recipes and the name of the brewery is from Brooklyn because they brewed beer in Brooklyn uh, originally, uh, The her um, her ancestors, let's say. Um, so let's see what happens here. I like that. The Point Loma Brewery was fantastic. I mean, if you're looking for a cool spot in San Diego on the waterfront, uh, you can't do worse uh, than that spot. Delicious beers, no food there, just beer, but there's food. There's a, I think there's a diner up the street. Uh, there's a couple of things uh, that are, uh, that are you know, close by if you wanted to bring food and eat. But the the views of the water and the boats going in and out, it's just awesome. So uh, we'll see what happens there with Epic uh, into the new year in 2024. So if they're going to be moving into downtown San Diego, I can't imagine they're looking for cheaper rent. I think they're just looking to get more foot traffic in there. We will see what happens. We talked about the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, back better than ever, uh, Friday, April 12th. Saturday, April 13th at the Convention Center. Hot Mulligan is going to be there uh, Friday night. Saturday night, it'll be uh, Saturday afternoon, excuse me, from noon to 4 with the Hops Trot 5K Run. will be Saves the Day, Session 3 from 6 to 10 p.m. on Saturday the 13th. We'll have Goldfinger. Uh, the summer sessions will be at Baderfield. That's taking place one day, Saturday, July 13th, noon to 4, 6 to 10 p.m. acbeerfest.com to get your tickets. Uh, they just had an event at, um, I think it was uh, Vagabond. This past week, uh, and every Wednesday through, I think, March, you can go look on acbeerfest.com. You can get uh, info. They're going to be at Bolero. They're going to be at Departed Souls. They're going to be at uh, Wild Air. They're going to be at a bunch of different places. I'm going to try and get to one of them. John, if you're listening, I'm going to try and get to one of those places. This way you and I can do a little interview there, and we'll talk more about what's going on at the spring sessions uh, for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. Uh, NYC Brewed, of course, the kickoff to New York City Beer Week will take place on Saturday, February 24th. Uh, VIP opens at 1230. General admission is at 130. It's at the Box Factory at Industry City. Early bird tickets are on sale right now. General admission is $75. VIP is $105. Um, when the uh, early bird special is over, the general admission prices are 85 and 115 This is a fantastic event that kicks off New York City Beer Week. If you are a fan of New York City beers, um, you should be at this event. The proceeds go to help the Brewers Guild. Uh, it's a wonderful event. I've been going for a long time now. I uh, can't believe it. Proud, God, it got to be five, six years, whatever it is. It's an awesome event. And last year, the way they did it, uh, knocked my socks off. Probably the best one that they've ever done. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to top it uh, this year. It's an awesome event. Cannot wait to go. Uh, get your tickets now. It is uh, NYC. Just look up NYC Brood, and you'll get the info uh, right there. Um, a few weeks ago, I mentioned the state senator Gordon Johnson. Or actually, I didn't mention it. I had, but I had to edit it out of last week's show. Apologize for that. Um, state Senator Gordon Johnson in New Jersey is uh, proposing a bill 
that would allow gas stations and convenience stores to sell beer and wine. Now, obviously, the liquor store lobby is opposed to this. The convenience store and gas station lobby, of course, pushing the bill. And the state senator says, you know, he's never personally had to experience this to buy beer after 10 p.m., but apparently hotel guests in Bergen County are shocked that you can't go to a, a gas station and buy beer. I, I Honestly, first off, I doubt this bill, this bill gets passed in lame duck, if it even does. But the other part of it is you have other more you have other bigger concerns, especially when it comes to the breweries. Why are you pushing something that has no chance of passing? It just makes absolutely no sense. I think it's short-sighted by the state senator and um, doesn't make much sense to me, let's put it that way. And then finally, we found out late last week, Devil's Creek Brewing uh, ended up selling in uh, Collingswood, New Jersey, and they sold to Swedesboro Brewing. So Swedesboro Brewing uh, has announced their recent acquisition and takeover of Devil's Creek. Uh, They will be launching an entirely new brand under the Swedesboro Brewing name at this location called the Raccoon Taproom. Founded in 2020, Swedesboro Brewing quickly garnered attention and acclaim in the craft brewing industry. With its inaugural year, the brewery was nominated as one of the best new breweries in the United States by USA Today's Top 10, ultimately securing the prestigious second-place position just behind Fungi's Brewing from Raleigh, North Carolina. They have a diverse portfolio of over 40 unique beer offerings. Um, uh, This from Marvin Bowe. Our goal has always been to share our passion for exceptional craft beer with as many people as possible by taking over... Uh, the Devil's Creek location, we're excited to bring our wonderful reputation to Collingswood and provide residents and visitors alike with an opportunity to experience the unique flavors that have made Swedesboro Brewing so successful. <clears throat> Excuse me. As part of the expansion, Swedesboro Brewing plans to brew six of their flagship beers at the Raccoon Tap Room, while also crafting six new and exclusive beer brands that cater to the local palate. The commitment to both tradition and innovation reflects Swedesboro Brewing's dedication to delivering an unforgettable craft beer experience to the Collingswood community. They've already started the uh, transformation. The brewery will be closed for approximately two months for innovations and brewing expansions. For more information about Swedesboro Brewing, head over to Swedesboro, S-W-E-D-E-S-B-O-R-O, brewing.com. Hey, listen, kudos to them. I think that's great. I don't think I've had anything from Swedesboro, to be honest with you. It's far enough away down in Jersey where it's not, for me, it's not easily accessible. And I don't believe they've distroed up this way in North Jersey where I live. Um, so I, I might have had something at one of the Atlantic City Beer Fests. Probably have. Um, we're trying to get Marvin Bow on for an interview. Talk a little bit more about this. Uh, like I said uh, last week with Devil's Creek uh, selling and closing, I wasn't a big fan of them. I didn't think their beer was that good. I had it a couple of times, but nothing that... Uh, Nothing that blew me away. Now, here's something before we break. This is important. Federal automobile regulators say they've taken the first step towards making technology that prevents drunk and impaired driving standard in new cars. Still in the preliminary stages, but according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, regulators will be allowed to collect information about the current state of tech used to detect and prevent impaired driving. Then they'll figure out if it can be implemented nationwide. Some tech and development includes breath and touch sensors to detect whether someone drank alcohol, as well as cameras that can monitor a person's eye movements to tell if they're inhibited. Over 13,000 people were killed in drunk driving crashes in 2021, making it one of the top causes of death on the road. This would be a game changer if this happens. I think this would push more people into using ride-sharing services as opposed to getting behind the wheel and driving after they've gone out to dinner and had a few drinks. Interesting stuff. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. 
This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, I just came back from a lovely trip along the Milky Way. I stopped off at the North Pole to spend a holiday. I called on dear old Santa Claus just to see what I could see. And you know, he took me to his workshop and he told his plans to me. So you better watch out and you better not cry and you better not pout and I'm a-telling you why. Santa Claus is a-coming to town. Oh, there's nothing better than Burl Ives singing Christmas tunes. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer to the Christmas Eve edition. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I've said this on the show uh, before, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is my favorite Christmas movie to watch of all time. It just brings me back to childhood. It brings me back to being a kid, to running, you know, the, when, when is CBS going to show it? They're showing it too early. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, I always loved Rudolph. The, the island, island of Misfit Toys, the whole thing, the claymation stuff, it's great. It's a classic. It's, it's still my Yukon Cornelius. I mean, it's just, it's great. It's great. I don't want to be a dentist. I don't want to be an elf. I mean, this is phenomenal. I love it. I love it. And there's nothing better than Burl Ives telling the story and singing songs. You know, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, um, you know, Silver and Gold. And it just goes on and on and on. I have a holly jolly Christmas. All right. <laughs> I digress. We have no guests on the program tonight. I hope you're enjoying your Christmas Eve. If you're Italian, you're doing that Feast of Seven Fishes uh, and you're finishing up. Maybe you're uh, getting ready to go to bed because uh, you got to hide the presents under the tree for... Uh, the kids and Santa Claus and uh, all that other good stuff. Um, speaking of which, if you're looking to get somebody a gift, maybe for after the holiday, you're not going to see them until maybe like a you know like a post Christmas kind of celebration or New Year's, and you want to get somebody something. Why not join Morris Rugby and uh, the folks uh, from the Big Brew Crew and celebrate Northern New Jersey's largest beer fest Saturday, March second. Uh, the Big Brew Beer Festival returns. To the Morristown Armory, two sessions, over 175 styles of craft beer, fantastic music, delicious food, and wonderful vendors. Session one is from noon to four with music by Naughty Humphrey. Session two is 5.30 to 9.30 with music by Mr. Lovejoy. It's a benefit for the Morris Rugby Corporation. Delicious food, great music, vendors, hatchet throwing, and fun. Tickets are on sale now. BigBrewNJ.com. 21 and older with picture ID. No outside food, drink. Large bags or coolers, you can bring a pretzel necklace. There is no re-entry. And if you use the code SANTA before midnight, Tuesday, December 26th, you're going to save 15 bucks on your tickets. That's using the code SANTA before midnight, Tuesday, December 26th, and you save 15 bucks on tickets. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to have a shuttle that goes back and forth uh, from the Morristown train station to the armory. They usually do. Uh, that's something to consider. Last year when I went, uh, I just I took a lift. It was just much easier uh, to go back and forth, not having to worry about you know drinking and driving, which is always a smart thing. But it's a great event. I'm usually at it. Uh, last year I was at the daytime session. Probably do that again this year. Uh, we'll see what happens. But again, that's taking place Saturday, March 2nd of next year. Now, some beer myths that are out there. Let's talk about this for a minute. Um, in 2017, researchers at the University of Copenhagen released a study that addressed the widespread belief that drinking beer causes the phenomenon related to as the beer belly, 
right? This is from our friends at AmericanCraftBeer.com. The research team was careful to make a distinction between general obesity, which is one's body mass index, and abdominal obesity, which is waist circumference or waist-to-hip ratio. Basically, the fat stored mainly in the belly, and there was insufficient evidence that drinking beer could be directly linked to a bulbous belly. Men put on weight in different body zones than women. One of those zones is the stomach and waistline area, but calories are calories, whether you're drinking an IPA or a cocktail. Now, if you're consuming more calories than you need, you know, you're going to gain weight because the body stores it as fat, and no matter what you're eating or drinking, it doesn't matter. I know that because even if I stop drinking beer for a, a period of time, yes, I lose a little bit of weight, but it's what the food that you're putting in your body too. I mean, most of my weight is in my belly. So, again, it's what you're putting into your body. Um, everything in moderation. I do need to cut back a little bit, um, not only on, on drinking, not that I drink to excess because I don't really, but um, it's, you know, the intake of food and stuff. And January is always a great time to start it. But it's the when you get to the point when you're 30, 45 days in and you don't want to do it anymore, that's how you have to push through. And if you haven't subscribed to Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, Pump Club newsletter, you should. It's a five-minute read, comes to your inbox every day around 6 in the morning. Uh, it's a great thing, and maybe it'll motivate you a little bit uh, to continue that journey. It's very important. And no one wants a warm beer, right? But serving ice-cold beer diminishes its flavor. This is true. You can drink Bud and Coors Light ice cold. doesn't matter. It's listen, Let's face it. That's garbage beer, and you're not listening to the show for that. Um, the less carbonation released, the less aroma the beer gives off. Gives off. So the colder the beer, you're not going to really get anything uh, from your uh, schnoz. Um, beer for Dummies points out that any no beer should be, or quality beers, shouldn't be served any colder than 44 degrees. So if you're going to serve a lager, anywhere between 42 and 48 degrees Fahrenheit, you want those cold but not super cold. A quality ale between 44 and 52 degrees is okay as well. But lagers you should have around... 42 to 48 degrees. 45 is probably the sweet spot. Stouts, authentic ones, should be as warm as 55 degrees. That's British cellar temperature. So you want to pour it, you want to let it breathe a little bit, let it warm up, then start drinking it. Don't drink it right off the bat because the longer you let it sit, the more of those complex flavors are going to come out there. Uh, Barley wines, uh, old ales, and barrel-aged stouts, only very lightly chilled or at room temperature like a snifter of brandy. So you've got a, maybe you got a 2015 uh, Bourbon County Stout. Uh, that is something you should have at, cell, at room temperature or lightly chilled. Put it in the refrigerator for 10 minutes, take it out, crack it open, pour it, start drinking. That's a smart move. Trust me, you will enjoy the taste of that beer uh, a lot better. Obviously, uh, beers and bottles to canned beer, there was this whole fight about how bottled beer was so much better than canned beer. But the cans have improved so much that the canned beer is just as good, if not better, than the bottled beer because the carbonation process and sealing the can is with technology the way it is today seals in that CO2, keeps that beer uh, fresher. In a bottle, you've got glass, light, uh, maybe sometimes the cap isn't put on you know, the, exactly the right way. When you open it, it has a little bit of a leakage to it, and you're not getting that when you open it. So the can is always better uh, than the bottle, at least in my opinion. That's just me. Um, we got a grand opening weekend next weekend, Tall Oaks Farm and Brewery. I believe this is the brewery that is owned by um, Bradley Beach Project that uh, bought some farmland and is now 
uh, opening this uh, this brewery. If I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. Um, they're excited to announce Salt and Smoke Market will be at the farm each day starting at noon for their grand opening uh, weekend. That's going to take place uh, this coming week on the uh, 29th through the 31st, serving up amazing gourmet sandwiches, barbecue, and smoked meat. In addition to food, they're going to have live performances each day from talented local musicians. On Friday, the 29th, they'll have James Dalton from 5 to 8 p.m. On Saturday, the 30th, Meg Whalen will be there from 3 to 6 p.m. And on Sunday, New Year's Eve, the Tree Guides from 3 to 6 p.m. This is in Farmingdale, New Jersey, on Colts Neck Road. Uh, so you definitely want to check them out. They'll be open uh, this this uh, sort of grand opening Friday the 29th, Saturday the 30th, Sunday the 31st. Kudos to them. Hoping to get over there at some point uh, in the new year. That would be uh, really cool. And then finally, if you're buying beer for somebody as a gift, you're going to a holiday party and you're buying beer as a gift, you want to get uh, somebody something, don't just buy beer anywhere. Go to your, don't go to, you know, Wegmans or something like that. You want to go to a, a craft beer store. You want to find a place that, in my area, if you want to go, uh, the uh, ShopRite Liquors in Westfield is very good. The guys there really know their beer. Uh, Nos Vino in Westfield, excellent. That guy, the, the guys over there really know their stuff. If you're on Staten Island, Beverage Island, great place to go. Their guys are very knowledgeable on beer. You want to go someplace where the people know their stuff and can steer you in the right direction. Because there are so many options, you don't want to bring over the wrong thing. If a person is just a casual beer drinker, you know, um, you can get them something that's a little bit more generic, but you want it to be special. You, when you go to a liquor store and you want to buy yourself, you want to buy somebody a bottle of whiskey or something, you're going to talk to somebody about what's the best, you know, mid-sized whiskey, best whiskey, you know, whatever, depending on how much money you're spending. Do that. It's smart. Um, obviously, refrigerated beer is better to get than beer that's been sitting out like the coronas and the bud lights and those things. You don't want warm, you don't want to send you don't want to give somebody warm beer. Be- always bad. Get it from the cooler. Always smart. And then um cans over bottles. Yeah, I would say get cans. Bottles you got breakage, you got all kinds of stuff. Cans is easier to transport. Um much better uh to give somebody beer in in cans. Obviously fresh beer is best. Most people date date stamp their beers on the bottom of the can. Look, if it's more than uh, you know, 45, uh, 60 days old, probably at its, at, at its length of shelf life, maybe you don't want to buy that. You want to buy something that's fresh. Uh, anything around 30 days or less, it's, it's perfect. Get it, bring it to that person. And finally, buy local beer. Support those local breweries in your area. They need it. They need your support. They need your help. Um, if you're buying local, you're giving back to that person, you're giving back to the community, and you're helping uh, to feed somebody, you're helping to pay an employee, you're helping uh, maybe, you know, put a, whatever. Um, local is always better. There's nothing wrong with buying Founders or Deschutes or something like that, you know, nationally, if that's what the person really likes. But if they're trying stuff for the first time, get them some local beer. Be surprised how much they like it. You might turn them into a fan. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Come for once in a year 
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, the Christmas Eve version of the Craft Beer Cast. Little Joe Bonamassa, Christmas comes but once a year. That's absolutely right. Love that guy. Did a Christmas album back in 2016. Um, you should pick it up. You should check it out. It's all good stuff. Uh, Joe will be playing uh, locally in the Red Bank area um, coming up in February, if I'm not mistaken. It will be playing at the Count Basie Theater in beautiful Red Bank, New Jersey. Look, no guests on the program tonight. We've got lots of news to get to since next week is going to be a best of show. So let us dive right into it. Alesmith Brewing. Hey, if you're looking to do a lot of the segments, um, or a lot of this segment here is going to be about non-alcohol, uh, non-alcoholic beers. Uh, and Alesmith, get this. So they came out with a non-alcoholic IPA, very successful. But now they've announced non-alcoholic Speedway, a dark brew based off the brewery's legendary iconic Speedway Stout. And if you've had Speedway Stout or any of its variations, iterations, whatever the case may be, you know this is a fantastic beer. Uh, So this is a dark brew with coffee, less than 0.5% ABV. It offers the same bold flavor and complexity as the beloved Speedway Stout. It features notes of dark chocolate, espresso, and roasted malts. Crafted with the highest quality ingredients, non-alcoholic Speedway provides a tasteful experience Without the alcohol, the IPA this year got a bronze at the California Craft Brewers Cup and a silver at the San Diego Beer News Awards, which is pretty cool. Um, so, but Alesmith, you know, they 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 could have just stuck with the non-alcoholic IPA, but they said, no, 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 no. We're gonna push the envelope. We're gonna see what beers we can make that are non-alcoholic, that are a little bit different from what other people are making. So, uh, they plan to introduce a seasonal non-alcoholic beer. In the second half of next year, and test batches are currently underway at the brewery, and they're doing some hop water stuff infused with Nelson Savant hops. That's now available on tap in their tasting room. Um, Non-alcoholic Speedway six-packs are starting to hit the shelves now throughout California, Arizona, Minnesota, Ohio, and other states where Alesmith is distributed. Uh, You can also purchase Non-alcoholic Speedway on the Alesmith online store with shipping available to 42 states. That is pretty cool. So kudos to Ailsmith for that. Uh, Oregon Cider Week is returning in January of 2024 for a statewide celebration of cider featuring tastings, tap takeovers, meet the maker events, pairing dinners, limited releases, and more. It's produced by the nonprofit Northwest Cider Association, the NWCA. It is sponsored by Columbia Distributing. The nine-day event taps into the buzz of excitement around CiderCon, the world's largest Cider Conference, which will be held in Portland that week. For the first time in nearly a decade, CiderCon will bring 1,000-plus attendees into the city, including makers and apple growers from around the world. Oregon, by the way, home to nearly 80 cideries, and Portlanders enjoy the honor of drinking more cider per capita than anywhere else in the world. Uh, Throughout Oregon Cider Week and CiderCon, the city is poised to bring together cider professionals and enthusiasts with one-of-a-kind consumer events that offer a taste of the region's bounty. This takes place starting on uh, Saturday, January 13th. It runs through Sunday, uh, January 21st. Uh, It is throughout Oregon. It's a wide range of events that are showcasing all of these different things. Uh, there's events being planned at local dives, high-end restaurants, grocery stores, iconic event spaces, and cidery tasting rooms throughout the state. OregonCiderWeek.com for the event details. There's an interactive map there, or you can sign up for the email list, and they will send you the list of places 
that you can go during Oregon Cider Week, which takes place uh, starting uh, January 13th uh, through January 21st, which is really, really cool if you're into that stuff. Let's head back to San Diego to Modern Times Beer. They've announced the release of their newest seasonal beer, Visible Ink Espresso Macaroon Stout. Visible Ink, an exquisite espresso macaroon stout, brewed with an ex- expertly crafted grain bill for roasty and complex flavor. The addition of toasted coconut flakes, vanilla, and modern times, a house-roasted Idea Machine Coffee makes it a true winter delight with toasted biscuit coffee and caramel aroma. This clocks in at 6%, which is very reasonable for a stout. You can have a few without getting overwhelmed. You can find Visible Ink now on Draft and to go in four-pack 16-ounce cans at Modern Times Tap Rooms in Point Loma, North Park, and Encetus, uh, and coming soon to shelves at fine retailers. So kudos there from Modern Times. Uh, now, Victory Beer has a new beer that is out uh, that uh, teams up with fellow iconic Pennsylvania brand Tasty Cake to create something for the fan bases of both in Pennsylvania and beyond. Victory puts the delicious flavors of Tasty Cake's Coffee Cake Cupcake into a sweet ale with notes of pound cake and cinnamon. Coffee Cake Ale available throughout a Victory's distribution network now and will be available in six-pack, 12-ounce bottles and draft until early March of next year while supplies last. Uh, according to Kelly Irvine, the brand manager of Victory Brewing Company, in the email that she sent over to me, brand crossovers are on the rise and craft for the unique and special value they bring to drinkers as Victory entered the world of collaboration. It was especially important for us to select a partner whose identity, values, and flavor profiles would align with ours in a way that connected with our loyal fan base, which is really cool. So you can find it uh, at any of Victory's tap rooms uh, throughout Pennsylvania. Uh, you can also uh, go to victorybeer.com slash beerfinder to find it. Uh, and, of course, follow Victory on social media at Victory Beer or uh, Tasty Cake at Tasty Cake uh, if you would like for more updates and more on co-branded events behind the Tasty collaboration, which is really cool. And then, finally, BrewDog uh, is doing a non-alcoholic run. We had hinted at this when we had uh, the CEO of uh, BrewDog's U.S. operations, John Gramont, uh, a while back, and um, they're doing a whole big thing around dry January, which, again, is very important uh, for people. Uh, you know, there are some people who like to drink during the year, like myself, and in January, you kind of want to take it easy. It's cold. You're inside. Maybe it's not such a good idea to be uh, imbibing too much. Um, so um, BrewDog has teamed up with Sunnyside, which is an app and program to help people build healthier habits around drinking alcohol. They announced a limited edition non-alcoholic beer in partnership with BrewDog USA. Um, The co-branded brew named Bright AF is a West Coast-style mindful IPA that comes in at 0.5% ABV. Uh, It is available for pre-order on BrewDog's website now. It will ship out in early January. As many look to set new health resolutions or try the common dry January challenge of 31 days without drinking on a mission to help members build healthier, more sustainable habits around alcohol without enforcing full sobriety, Sunnyside instead hosts a dry-ish January campaign, a month-long challenge where users set modified drinking goals with the goal of reducing their intake as opposed to cutting out alcohol entirely. The limited edition release launch uh, from BrewDog and Sunnyside gives beer lovers a new alternative to enjoy great flavor without the buzz as they participate in the dryish January challenge to start 2024. Uh, The Bright AF Brew is 20 calories. It is just 2.3 grams of carbs per can, which is very good, and that is an industry low for non-alcoholic beers. 
The collaboration beer, like I said, it's available right now on BrewDog's website. It will be featured as part of the January-February subscription box for BrewDog's non-alcoholic beer club, a member-based subscription service. It delivers non-alcoholic beers to your door six times per year. New and existing Sunnyside members who sign up for the BrewDog and Sunnyside Driest January Challenge will also receive discounts on BrewDog's non-alcoholic beer club subscription or one-time purchases made through BrewDog's website. Um... Let's see. It is the, the, the January-February subscription box is available for purchase for new subscribers starting January 1st. It will begin to be shipped out to all subscribers January 10th. Um, if you buy the Bright AF six-pack, it will, uh, for all customers that uh, that purchase this, it is $13.99 on BrewDog.com slash USA. And again, it begins shipping in early January. Look, I think this is a good thing. Instead of them telling you you need to cut out alcohol entirely, here's a way that we can get you off of booze on a, you know, whether it's a permanent basis, limited basis, whatever it is. They're giving you steps to cutting down. And I've said this before on the program. It's all about moderation. It's all about um, it's all about doing things in a certain way uh, through moderation. And if you can do that, that is a good thing. And this app will help you. But the cool thing about the non-alcoholic beer space is that no matter who you get it from, whether it's BrewDog, Alesmith, Athletic, a um, number of local brewers uh, are doing non-alcoholic beers. Brooklyn uh, Brewery uh, does a couple of different um, iterations of non-alcoholic beer. IPAs, you know, a lot. I think they do a Pilsner now. Um, you know, we're seeing non-alcoholic stouts, things of that nature. So, the great thing about non-alcoholic beer is you don't even have to leave your house to get it. They'll ship it pretty much anywhere in the country. I mean, that's pretty cool. You don't even have to leave the house. They send it right to your door. So that's a good thing. Um, and I think if you are a, at a point now in your life where, you know, listen, maybe I, I indulge a little too much. I don't have self-control. Um, take a break for a little bit. And this app you know, and program will give you the tools to do that. I think it's a great idea. Kudos to Sunnyside. Kudos to BrewDog for pairing up with these guys. I think that's a great thing. When we come back after a short break, it's time for the final suds and duds of 2023. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Silver and gold, silver and gold. Everyone wishes for silver and gold. How do you measure its worth? Just by the pleasure it gives. Ah, yeah. Welcome back to the final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast for this Christmas Eve on AM 970, The Answer. Silver and gold. Burl lives. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just perfect. It really is. It just brings, I don't know. It just brings me back to, um, it just brings me back to being a seven or eight, six, seven year old, really. You know, probably the last time that I had a family Christmas, maybe eight, maybe eight years old, eight, nine, somewhere around there. The last time I really had a family Christmas where my family was all together, my mother and father were still married, my sister was there, you know, and we all got together and celebrated Christmas. Just brings you back to that, uh, to that nostalgia. Hard to believe that after that, I would never have a Christmas again with my family together. 
My parents got divorced. Um, you know, it was my mom, me, and my sister. Um, didn't really have anything to do with Christmas until with my dad until I was a teenager. So it was, you know, that's a big deal. You remember those things. I mean, I can remember <clears throat> family Christmases with the Gatulo side of the family where it was, you know, 30, 40 of us getting together at my Uncle Vinny's house in the afternoon and exchanging presents and, you know, having dinner. And I always remember uh, the uh, the bowl of nuts that would come out with the with the picks and who's cracking walnuts and all kinds of stuff. You know, you remember those things, those moments um, in your memory. And never really recreated them. Maybe a couple times when I got married <clears throat> with my wife and family uh, and her family. But you you always remember those types of Christmases, fireplace crackling, a lot of presents around the tree, wondering what's yours, what's not, opening your stocking, those things. It's kind of cool. Well, speaking of Christmas presents, uh, the folks at BrewDog, I-, I can't thank them enough. They sent me so much stuff uh, while I was off after Thanksgiving. They sent me uh, this advent calendar of BrewDog beers for the month of December. Now, I didn't get through all of them. I'm working my way through it. And then they sent me this 12-pack of non-alcoholic beers that I'll dive into in January, which is great. But um, I started you know, making my way through uh, a, bu- a couple of these uh, BrewDog beers uh, you know, during uh, or after Thanksgiving, actually. So let's start off with Fake em- Empire Amber Ale. Solid amber lager, drinkable, stronger than the usual lager, I think this was somewhere in the 6% range, um, but it was uh, very drinkable. Not, not bad. I was, I was very impressed. Um, then I moved on to the Snowdrift, uh, an okay cream ale. Nothing that made me go wow, but has all the looks and characteristics of a, uh, a cream ale. Just nothing that made me go, oh, all right, you know, I'd get a can of this again. Uh, not too bad. Uh, the Brewdog Imperial Hazy Jane, um, this was a solid New England hazy. Nice head, good flavor, um, you know, not over-the-top juicy, just right there on that at that haze with a slight bit of sweetness, uh, not too bad. Uh, the Pina Playa uh, by BrewDog. Now, this is a, their version of a Pina Colada beer, um, and I felt like the Pina Colada tasted a little artificial. Um, I don't know how they got the coconut in there, but it had that little bit of, you know, you're, you're drinking it, and it was that after kind of... Aftertaste that I wasn't really crazy about, that to me would have been a, a one and done uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, then this one, uh, Lightspeed, this is a hazy IPA, 99 calories, is supposed to be their lower calorie IPA. Got a lot of pear, uh, pear flavor in this beer. Um, but other than that, very thin, not terrible. But again, when you're dealing with a beer that has lower calories and is supposed to be a little bit more drinkable, and you're trying not to overwhelm people, carbs and that kind of thing. Um, this is definitely something that you could drink um, if you're if you're counting calories. Uh, I would definitely say that. Uh, there's no question uh, that it is a light, low-calorie beer. Um, it's just not something I would go into over and over again. Maybe as a one-off, you know, you're mixing in different things while you're drinking, and you want to you want to do something a little less calories. That's probably the way I'd go. Uh, over at Paragon Tap and Table, though. They had some torch and crown brewing. So the uh, Apri, I had to get it. It was on tap. I had to get it. Delicious winter ale. little spicy, really tasty. Uh, was very happy with this. Not disappointed by any stretch of the imagination. And what I was not um, disappointed with was the Arco Baleno from Bolero Snort. You want to talk about 
an Italian uh, layered cookie, the you know the seven layered cookie, liquid rainbow cookie, without a doubt, hits all the right notes, not overly sweet, delicious, like just nailed it perfectly with everything. I really thought that this was going to be, um, with the addition of the raspberry, I thought this was going to be way over the top sweet, and it wasn't. The sweetness is really toned down, which is fantastic because it was outrageous. Could I drink more than one can? Probably not, you know, in in one sitting. But, yes, a great beer nonetheless. Shattered Hops, a Wheel of Fortune. What a banging, banging double IPA. All the juicy um, in this, a slight bite at the end of it. Uh, really a, a fantastic beer. Uh, you know, Bolero nails it sometimes with those double IPAs. I'll tell you what they did nail. You want to talk about, th- think of this. So they did a beer, uh, Amalfi Napoli, right? First off, I'm a sucker for anything lemon. You put lemon in a beer, I'm, I'm probably going to drink it. But here's the deal. Right off the nose, big hit of lemon. Think lemoncello, right? Think you're on the Amalfi Coast. See those big lemons growing. You want to grab one. You want to you taste it. You know, the whole thing, right? Um, there's lemon right off the nose. Then the vanilla that they add to it is smooth throughout. It's not a crazy sour either. It's very approachable. Um, think, think a lemon cream sickle. You know, like the orange cream sickle. Well, think of it in its lemon version, with a little, you know, vanilla in there, right? So the vanilla, you know, balances out that sourness and just gives it, you know, sweet, not crazy, but very approachable. This was a fantastic beer. That to me, dessert beer. Like right after dinner, somebody's having ice cream or something, they're going to have gelato, whatever. That is, without a doubt, a, um, a dessert beer. Excellent. Way to go, guys. Loved it. I would drink that again and again and again. If I was introducing somebody to sours, that's a beer I would, I would maybe start them off with or you know maybe two or three in. That's the one I would do. Uh, that was a, a fantastic beer. Could not have asked for a better beer. And then finally, here's something that Bolero was doing. You know, Bolero Snort. Carlstadt, right next to MetLife Stadium. Great place. Go check it out. Uh, if you're going to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, you want to save money on fees, the guys will be there in, in January. Uh, I may be there that night, uh, hang out with John a little bit, um, maybe do an interview. That'll be on a Wednesday night, somewhere in the middle of January. Check Facebook. Check the Facebook page, Instagram. You'll get all the details there. Um, but one of the things that Bolero does, obviously, they're known for their crazy sours, uh, adding uh, lactose to everything, um, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. But let me tell you something. When they really do a project or want to make a lager or a pilsner, they really do knock it out of the park. Jersey sarcasm is great. Uh, there's a lot of different things that they do of base stuff that is really good. Well, they're doing a thing now called Lager Project. Uh, this one is Amber on Amberana. This is a great beer. Little hint of cinnamon, drink smooth. Had this for Lager Day, which was a couple weeks back. Um, this is a fantastic lager. They're doing this different versions of this lager, using different things to temper um, the uh, the beer uh, while it's being fermented. What an absolutely amazing beer. Uh, if you haven't uh, tried any of the Lager Project stuff yet, and you see it in stores, or you go to the brewery and you see it, it says Lager Project, and it's a distinct can, too. It, you know, it says BSLP. 
for Bolero Snort Lager Project. It's different. Like the, the, the color of the can for this one has that color of that amber on a wood. It's really, really, I mean, it's distinctive. You can't miss it. I have to tell you, pick it up. If you're a lager fan, get it. Have a pour while you're there. Um, you will not be disappointed if you like lagers. Excellent, excellent beer. Kudos. Uh, their new brewer, I, I, I believe his name, Jared. Uh, Jared is his name. Uh, their new brewer, outstanding. He's, I, and you know, the next time I'm there, the No Coast Lager, uh, No Coast IPA, I definitely got to pick up a four pack of that take home. That was a banging lager. Um, had that at, uh, what did I have that? Westfield Tops. Delicious beer. Can't go wrong. Um, but honestly, if you're a lager fan, that's the beer uh, that you want. So um, the show is over. Uh, Christmas uh, Day is just upon us in a, in, a, in a couple of minutes. And I wanted to take a moment. You know, Christmas is an important holiday to a lot of people. Um, it's about spending time with family, friends. Uh, but more importantly, it's about spending time with your loved ones. Give them a hug this Christmas season. You know, for, for some, this may be your first Christmas um, without your dad, your mom, maybe your kids, uh, maybe your wife, husband. Um, if you do have an opportunity to spend time with those people, give them a hug. We live in a crazy time right now. There's all sorts of, um, you know, turmoil and turbulence all around the world. Um, and sometimes we have to take a step back and sort of hold our family close, give them a big hug, and reassure them that everything's going to be okay. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson, who I'm going to see this week, which is really cool. I'll be back on the Joe Piscopo Show, not until the new year, January 2nd. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year's. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody, and Merry Christmas.